Hello and welcome back to a podcast from your favourite group, Fan Critical. That's right, we're back, baby. We're back. We've had we're a back. few weeks off just recharging those old batteries. Yeah, the double A's needed a good recharge, didn't they, Gareth? Oh, I had to go and buy a whole new pack of double A's. Yeah, Duracell. I, I was out. There are other batteries, um, but Duracell. Um, but we did, uh, you know, we did bring them a podcast, our lovely listeners, a podcast when we were even on holiday. We brought them the now infamous road trip podcast with John, where me, Gaz, and yeah. John went into the outback uh, to discover ourselves and nature. I mean, um, loose, loose use of the word outback, but yes, very loose, theoretically. Um, but you know, it paints a better picture. We did see giant spiders. Is that true? <sighs> Far too many. Yeah. I yeah. yeah, I went on a little little meander myself yeah. to. Uh, Go to the toilet yeah. in the bush. Have you and... seen that scene from Lord of the Rings with Shelob where Frodo's like wandering <laughs> through the cave? He's going for a piss yeah. and then he gets caught in all these little sticky webs. That was Gareth. That was, that was, that, all right, sticky webs. Yeah. That's disgusting. Well, John was there. Anyway. Um... <laughs> just on that, just quick, just a quick one. I've had a, a couple of questions come through from people. There's a very specific part of the podcast where we keep, <laughs> we keep saying goodbye to people i just wanted to clear up mm. that that was the last bit of the podcast that we recorded yeah. it was when we were at our drunkest yeah um and we thought it in our funny. drunken podcast recording state it was hilarious to say goodbye as we saw cars driving past and pretending yeah. that we had offended them in some way so that's what that was just in case so people are still wondering yeah so if you did miss the last 15 minutes of the podcast because we said goodbye uh go back and listen to it because we weren't saying goodbye to you um we were just drunk idiots <laughs> at the side of a road, yeah, drinking out of yep. a can, yeah? Disgusting behaviour. Uh, but this week we return to what is our bread and butter, as I like to say, uh, and that is a review of a show. Uh, and I've got in my notes here, joining me is Gaz, but I've already done that, so you've, you've, you've already start. introduced yourself. Say hello again if you, you know, you know. Hello again. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. That now is mm. sticking to my script um okay right back on track back on track now guys this show that we're going to be talking about today is and look we'll talk about it in a minute i think the best show so far of 2022 okay Oof. big cool um and cool. this is the premise cool. of the uh of the show of the show that we're about to talk about uh imagine this dear listeners what if i said to you that you could completely forget or not remember your time at work all eight hours or more could be separated from your consciousness. Is that something that interests you? All right. Well, Gareth? I just started a new job and I'm quite enjoying it. Yeah. So, so no, not no. you. Not you. But I'm sure there are people out there. But thanks for the offer. Who just think, oh, I can't be bothered with this and would love the idea in theory, uh, just from that pitch of going along with this procedure called severance. Um, and that is the title of the show, Severance, uh, and it's on Apple Plus TV. So at the moment, I feel like this show hasn't necessarily had the sort of exposure that a lot of shows uh, similar, you know, on, on, on streaming services, you know, would usually get. I'm hoping that this is something that... It's not a mass public horror. No, it? it's not. But it is quite horrific, Gareth, this show, in a way, isn't it? 
What do you mean? It sounds so pleasant. You, yeah. You never have to work another day in your life. Mm, does essentially, it does, is what you've just pitched. It does sound very pleasant. The, the first part of this podcast is going to be me and Gareth uh, spoiler-free reviewing the season uh, of Severance, season one of Severance, and pitching to you, dear listener, if you have not watched the show yet, pitching to you why we think you should watch it. And if you trust our judgment, which I hope at this point, after listening to hundreds of podcasts and us reviewing things you do, you will finish this podcast, uh, stop before we get to the spoilers, and then go and watch it. Basically, uh, sever yourself mm. from this podcast, go watch it, and then come back. That's good, though. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, yep. So, Gareth, this show follows several characters, but mainly focuses on a character called Mark, an employee of a mysterious mega corporation called Lumen. His work life is severed from his personal life, a choice he made. We follow Mark in his outy form, and this will become clear, uh, and his innie form as the new workplace consciousness of Mark begins to question his own reality and what Lumen is really up to. What do you think about that as a synopsis, Gareth? Do you think that sort of summarises a little bit of uh, what's going on? Yeah, I would say the a significant sort of you know, starting point for this narrative yeah. is that there's a new employee who sort yes. of makes Mark start to question. Yeah, things. that's right. And, um, you know, because in essentially w- without that kind of that catalyst... There's no way that the mm. any version of Mark would ever question anything, because um, mm. all he knows is yes. the life that he leads in and, work. That's all he knows, and and that's that's the thing that's mentioned. Because when I first heard about this show, and someone said that I I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about episode one or two when it had just first come out. And they talked about it and I was like, oh, so you just like leave your memories at the door, like your work life and your personal life are separate, but it's just a memory thing. And then, and this is no spoiler, but as you, you know, get into the show very early on, you realize, no, this is like creating a new person. This is like Black Mirror where they sort of copy the consciousness and put it in those sort of security devices around the home, Gareth, and it's just disgusting and horrible to watch. Um, this is essentially when these, once you are severed, are you supposed to be pitching people to watch this? Yeah. Disgusting and horrible to watch. Don't put that on the poster. (laughs) Don't put that on the poster. But it's eerie as fuck. Like these innies, because they literally just live in Lumen, this company. They literally, all they know is working nine to five. So their memory stops when they leave the office and then so it's just an, in, in an instant they're working again so it's constant right and mm. it's this new consciousness created and you get this sense that these are different people to the people that chose to be severed and that is a just that alone is a very fascinating um like topic to discuss and think about like you know ethically is this correct what's going on is it a form of slave labor in a way, you know what I mean? Um, but Gaz, I told you about the show and I, and I mentioned to you how it, how it fee- feeds into something um, that we really like, liminal spaces, which is something that me and Gaz... Luminal spaces. Sorry, luminal spaces. Yeah, like we did no, there. No, it is liminal. No, I know it's liminal, but I see yeah. you did there. Yeah, okay. So it's, it's funny because uh, if you don't know what liminal spaces are, just Google it now. You will find Reddit threads. You will find pictures. You will find videos. 
about them. I'll watch some YouTube videos on liminal spaces. It's crazy. Uh, it's basically just go just go Google that. It's easier for you to Google it than for us to explain it. Uh, but think Wes Anderson on steroids in terms of like some symmetrical like corridors and doorways. And... Yeah. Well, look. I mean, just so you have an idea, if if you haven't heard of liminal spaces, so you have an idea of what we're talking about here. The word liminal means like sort of it's transitional. It's an in between yes. kind of thing. So, mm. any like there are lots of different contexts in which the word liminal works, but a liminal space. Yeah. Is often, and this is it's often like a an in between area. It's like a corridor that's yeah. empty, or an abandoned, or not abandoned even necessarily, but yeah, just an an empty space that should be occupied by people, but isn't, um, and 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 it isn't at the time. And, and and think of like the lab, think of like labyrinth, but with like office spaces and empty office spaces and shit yeah. like that, like never ending yeah. corridors. <laughs> that lead to nowhere it's it's terrifying when you actually get your head around it um but i told you about this guys because i know that we're deep into that sort of uh <laughs> into the world of liminal spaces um, <laughs> it's so niche it's so fucking niche but then when i started watching a show i was like holy shit this show is tapping into that um mm. and what is evident to me i think especially after watching and this is just you know to our listeners i'm just being honest um i've been watching like moon Knight, right on um Disney Plus, another Marvel superhero show. It's got Oscar Isaac, fantastic actor. Um, mm. But I've realised that, and it's, I think there are some interesting things going on in the Marvel space, right? Like obviously, I think Loki was was very interesting, like a souped-up Doctor Who. Um, but like I've just, you watch something like that, and then you watch this, and this has a clear identity, a clear vision. It is interesting. It's meticulously crafted. The acting is top notch. The directing, which is by Ben Stiller, by the way, which is crazy, uh, is just got such a vision to it. Whereas I watch now yeah. the Marvel stuff, and I'm kind of like, "Fuck me, I'm a bit bored." You know, it's, it's uh, look. Yeah. Moon Knight is fine at the moment. Three episodes in, and I'm sure we'll talk about it on sixty minutes. Um, I've enjoyed yeah. parts of it a lot, but that's good. I was watching that alongside finishing this show um and jesus christ i i just didn't want to stop watching severance i thought it was so mm. fascinating now gareth if i were to ask you to persuade our listeners who haven't seen the show to watch it what would you say and what are your overall thoughts on severance season one spoiler free and of course, you can blue. You, give- uh, uh, you, you of course, Gareth, you can blueberry it. It's ridiculous to even. I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to mention that. All right. It's well, a, I wasn't actually going to ask that. I was going to say, you want yeah. me to give it the elevator pitch? Oh, I would like you to give it the elevator pitch and then the blueberry score. Lovely. So that's a little in joke for anybody who has seen it. Yeah. Um. Good. That. I think at the moment, at the moment, it's really hard to find. TV and film that has a completely unique idea. Now, Len, you mentioned that this is Black Mirror esque, and it it definitely is. And there's like that. I'm not saying that this is a show that that has come that doesn't give us anything that we've ever heard of before. But this specific story, I haven't seen, 
And mm. the way that this has been told over, a, it's a nine part series. There, there's nothing else like it at the moment, I don't think. And I reckon, you know, you, you, your term, your phrase there, meticulously crafted, is perfect. Like mm. it's so well made. Mm. It's phenomenal. You can just see like every single decision that's gone into that show is with thought. It's so tightly made. Mm. Um, I. <laughs> I watched it with um, with my wife. Yep. And after a few episodes, she said to me, now, don't get offended. I am enjoying this, but it is a bit slow. And so I immediately got offended, right? Yeah. Because I was like, that's the point is like, it is, it is, it, I suppose you could look at this and say it's a bit slow to start with, but it doesn't matter. The the visual treat that it is yeah. on its own is enough. Like the 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 concept that you're exploring is enough. And there's a lot of mystery box stuff there that you don't necessarily understand straight away. And you know, there will be conversations and you're like, I don't know. I don't understand mm. these characters' motivations for this particular conversation. That's all part of the beauty of it, because yep. you know this has been so well crafted that everything is going to mean something by the end and it and it does it's a it's a nine part series um the pace picks up massively yeah. in the last few episodes as well uh, but until that pace picks up there is just so much intrigue and so much so much visual feastitude mm. to feast on mm, feast yeah that you know that, that is more than enough it's an excellent tv show yeah uh, brilliantly acted and there's a couple there's a couple of actors in there who i don't know mm. um if i've seen them in anything i know and i know that they have been in some stuff um not adam scott who's the main character i obviously know him very well but um helly who's sort of the main kind of female protagonist yeah I haven't seen her in anything. She's so good. She's she good. is such a good actor. I love her. Um, but yeah, the acting incredible, the visuals incredible, the story unbelievable, and just the concept is phenomenal. It is definitely a five blueberry yeah, TV boy. show for me, and there haven't there haven't been many of those no. recently, no. in my opinion. I haven't seen much like this. I, I came off the the back of watching an absolute pile of sh steaming shit called Inventing Anna. <laughs> Which I, I guarantee that a lot of people listening to this podcast have actually seen, Gareth, because it was one of those... There's like... I don't know how it happens, but like with Netflix, there's just this void that gets created sometimes, and then the most average shit show in the world gets released on a week where there's nothing else being released in the world. And it becomes a cultural phenomenon. Like, I'm going to say yeah. Bridgerton. Fuck off. Right. Inventing yeah. Anna. Get out of here. Like, what? The, yeah. How Terrible. It, these shows should not have the spotlight thrust upon them because they are, in my opinion, lowest common denominator crap. Um, and the only reason and, people watch them in such high volume is because of access and ease of access, not because they're seeking it out because it is a good show. But but in a way, I'm almost glad that I invested the ten hours. <laughs> oh of god, time. never getting that back. Oh my god, um, 
just because it made me really appreciate a quality show when I yep. came across one, which was straight afterwards. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Inventing Anna, for making um, Severance seem even better than it was. And I'm sure I would have loved it. You'd anyway. have given it a six now. Um, six blueberries, yeah, which goes against exactly. the whole structure, you know. Honestly, if I could. Um, and in fact, I can. I invented the blueberry system. Nobody remembers that. Mm. But um, up for I originally had it as a 10 blueberry system, but it's fine. Um, no, I loved it. I think it's brilliant. And... Everybody should watch it. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm going to echo the end. Uh, the end. End of podcast. No, we've got lots to discuss. But I uh, am going to echo what you said. I I think that this show and and it's weird because there's some shows when you watch them and you're like, I know the tone of this show. Like the, yeah. you sit there and go, Yeah, this is what this show is. Like True Detective is a perfect example in my head right now, where I watch that show and I'm like, Gothic detective dark gothic moody fucking i i'm settling in for this i know what i'm gonna get you put severance on one minute you're laughing then you're a bit scared then you're like questioning your morals um you know and, and it makes you think and 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 it is creepy like overall i'd say the overall tone of the show is this eerie creepiness like especially with mm. the liminal spaces what's going on at this company which is obviously a huge mystery throughout the uh, season um and just how how weird it is is wonderful it is just yeah it, there are moments in there where i literally was like what the f-? and i'm not usually taken aback by much but i was just questioning like this is just it's genius but i have no idea why or what is going on and uh those moments are just you don't really get that watching tv shows much anymore like you might get the shock moments or the oh plot twist moments but you don't get the things where you watch it and go i have never seen anything like this in my life and and that is special that is like something special yeah you're right but but also just like to pick up on the like the the crossover between Mm. sort of the humor and like the horror and it is it is it is both like there's just there are moments in there like that are so realistically office level dorky humor yeah like you know somebody making a really shit average like dad joke and yeah somebody else like chuckling at it but then which you know that that could be something that happens in the office, right? Yeah. As in the TV show, yeah. The Office. But then it's set in this world where literally their brains have been cut in half and they've been turned into this like bizarre non-entity. It's and yeah, it's culty. It's like it's it's, it's like it's like so that surreal. joke that you just mentioned, like a dad joke, but within a cult who has been conditioned. Yeah to completely see the world in a different way. And and it's a lot to get your head around and, and sort of discuss. I mean, it's got a fantastic cast, like you've already said, Gareth, Adam Scott. It's got John Turturro, Christopher Walken, um, as I said, directed by Ben Stiller, but so well put together. Um, and, you know, for me, and I, I have this feeling with it that I haven't really had with a show since The Leftovers, which it also has, I would say... I'd say The Leftovers, also a Damon Lindelof show, is an evolution of Lost, where it had mystery... Banging on about The Leftovers yeah, again. again. Uh, this, this feels like a Lindelof show to me. It feels like that. Um, it's a bit funnier, though, isn't it? It is. It's got a, I, I don't know. Watchmen was hilarious. 
that's true. That <laughs> is that is yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, go on. Um yeah. but you know, I think I watch I remember when I watched Lost for the first time. Obviously, cultural phenomenon just unbelievable crazy theories that went on with that show and the mystery box Bang on about lost and the mystery box aspect of it yeah i know and then leftovers came out and i think that refined that technique and also mm. told a very emotional story but left the mystery box stuff was not ne- it, it was explicit to you there that it's not necessary for you to understand why some of this stuff is happening but it's it's about the characters. It's about the emotions. And I think it refined what Lost did. And then I watch this now and it's like, I haven't had a feeling watching a show um, since Leftovers or Lost like this, where I literally am like, the mystery is so enticing, but you don't, sometimes yeah. you just don't need, I, I, I've already accepted that I don't need to know some information. Like, and yeah. that's good because yeah. it's never going to yeah. disappoint me then. I know they're going to tell me some things, but the mystery just and the sort of aura that is created around this world that they've that they've you know put together that these characters live in like i have questions like what is the state of the actual world that they're living in like geopolitically like in terms yeah. of climate change in terms of uh, wars that have happened i mean what year is it mm. i don't fucking know mm. like yeah. It, it, yeah, that's a good there's point. so many mysteries in there and I, I, we won't go into any of them in this spoiler-free section, but I will echo your thoughts. It's five blueberries for me. And yeah, I am devastated that it's finished. <laughs> and I haven't had that. For now. I haven't, yeah, I haven't had that feeling for a while. And uh, the, the thought of having to wait till next year for the season two is crazy. Um, but yeah, it's five blueberries for me. And what, one one thing I will say, just because just thinking about kind of how we both we've both described this show... I think we've painted a picture of a kind of very sort of cerebral yeah. experience, like a serene kind of yeah. passive experience. And in like in some ways it, it is. But then I'm just thinking the last few episodes, the last three probably in particular, yeah. and, and the last one, the last half an hour of that last episode, my heart was racing. Yeah. Like so much it was so exciting and like pulsating so you know it is it is this like sort of weird liminal like spacey kind of vibe but yeah but it also it's also compelling viewing like yeah it's exciting um and it's just fucking good isn't it it's just fucking good at the end of the day trust our judgment listeners if you haven't seen it um Go watch it, and if you have, stick around because we're about to get into spoilers after this quick advert break. Yes, just a quick advert to say uh, thank you for all the incredible support, kind words. Um, you know, it's we. I know we had a few weeks off, but uh, these things are needed just to get you know, like I said, to recharge. Um, recharge. We've got some fun Stock things. Up. Definitely, we've got some fun things coming up. We have a review of The Northman, uh, Robert Eggers' new film, which looks fantastic, and right up mining Gar- Gareth's alley. And I'm sure John will come along to maybe, uh, you know, try and temper our excitement on that one. Uh, oh, we yeah, have, look forward to him slagging it off. Of course. Uh, we have our review of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which, to be fair, does look very interesting and I think could be a very cerebral bringing cerebral into it gareth a very cerebral movie um so we're definitely going to be reviewing that that's what's coming up in the liminal though no well i think there will be some liminal spaces in there gareth 
I reckon. Um, yep, so check those out. They're going to be our next two reviews, and they're pretty much in succession. Uh, and just to say... We're not doing you, succession as well, are we? Oh, we should. Brilliant show. Brilliant show. Me and Lucy love it. I know you've started watching it. Everyone watch succession. It's brilliant. Um, but uh, just to say... After severance. <laughs> after severance. If you do want to sponsor us, you can go to patreon.com forward slash fancritical. On there, there are different uh, tiers. You can donate, get some extra bonus content, interact with us, uh, maybe on a more uh, personal level, send us emails, whatnot. And uh, any money is, is is massively appreciated. We have a new Patreon uh, since we've been on our little uh, sabbatical for a few weeks. Zach Kaufman. Zach... Thank you very much for your contribution. It is very much appreciated. And welcome to the Fan Critical uh, Blueberry Foundation, uh, which is now what I'm calling uh, the group that all of our Patreons are in, Gareth. I've, I've renamed it the, the Blueberry Foundation. We so We haven't agreed to that. There's, been no, there's been no agreement, but, but uh, I'm the creative no, director. But well so, done, Zach, yeah, well for done, being Zach. member number one. Yep, there you go. Uh, so thanks, Zach. Uh, thanks for the money. Really appreciate it. And thanks for your support. Uh, more importantly uh, and like I said if you want to join Zach and be a legend uh, like all our other Patreons our lovely lovely Patreons go to patreon.com forward slash fan critical the link is in the show notes now let's get into spoilers for Severance Season 1 alright I've written in my notes here Gareth where the fuck do I start with this um so I think the big thing mm. to mention first and foremost is when I first started watching the show, like I mentioned, it surprised me how separate the consciousnesses were of the characters. Um, I thought, like I said, it would be a memory thing, but it turns out that the severed individuals that just work within Lumen are their own characters. And for me, that was a game changer because it made it less like, it made it more ethical, which the show sort of, delves into later on as it why is that why is that more ethical to you um i think if it was just you deciding to erase some of your memory like if, like the way i originally pictured it it was like you just have a blackout you know for a bit i didn't realize i didn't think about it logically like oh shit like the the person who wakes up and just inside lumen is their own person you know i i thought mm. it would just be an extension of that character and not necessarily a whole new character you know, with different traits, different um, emotions, different ethics. Yeah, but are you saying are you saying the way that it is is more ethical to you? No, it's more um, makes me think about the ethics of it. Whereas if it right, was just, I've got you. yeah. Whereas if it was just a memory thing, mm. I would kind of be like, oh, that's interesting. But now it's like now I know the whole process and like what it does to a person after watching yeah. the whole season and. Cool. <laughs> You know, I mean, like you said, right? You know, the these the innies are essentially born the moment that that they wake up on that desk. Gross. Um, yeah. And obviously, they have like their their learnings, like their life learnings. Um, you know, Heli was able to name Delaware as a U.S. state. Yeah, yeah. Um, so congrats to her but um they don't have any of their personal memories right yeah and there's there's an argument that personal memory is what makes you who you are essentially and in losing that and having to start that again 
you are becoming a brand new person. So that's, mm. I guess that's the concept. But yeah, it gets really dark when you think about the fact that all that character knows is work and those lift doors close and then they to open. them, <laughs> instantaneously, they open and they start work again. Mm. That's pretty, that's fucked. I mean, it's fucked. like I said, I've got, I've got a new job that I'm really enjoying, but I don't think I'd want to be doing it in perpetuity. Like, I, it, it's quite nice to have a break and come home. Um, and that that is a that is a a dark thought. And I was exactly the same, Len. Like, I didn't think about the implications of that. And mm. you know, um, on one side, that their outies never work a day in their life. That's right. Um, they don't have that. And and, and it's interesting because obviously the, the people choose to do this procedure. Like Mark, the main character who we're discussing now, like goes through this journey. Um, as the main protagonist but he chose to do this because of the grief after losing his wife he chose that I, I just need some if i could switch off and just get work done without having to think about her then that's that's what i need to do i just need I'm, this is his way of dealing with grief which is quite a bit then yeah you can you can you can understand that as a motivation but then you also think about the practical implications mm. of it and but, the fact is mark himself yeah. as his as as himself he he gets no benefit from that like he still yeah thinks about her all the time yeah um i think it's, it's, it's a, a way of any version cutting right? his life shorter <laughs> it feels to me oh, it's like yeah. as a perspective which is quite dark but mark goes on this journey obviously throughout the show and uh, where his best mate at work uh, who he doesn't know because only is any <laughs> Mark mm-hmm. S knows uh, knows the guy. PT. PT, yeah. They're like best mates at work. Um, but then PT finds Mark in the outside world and says, Hey, we work together and Mark's like, What? How can you how do you know that? And he says, I've unsevered and thus begins the journey of Mark starting to slowly question what is going on with his innie and what is going on at work. And this runs parallel to his innie um, training up Heli R, a new recruit that you mentioned, who <laughs> essentially is like, fuck this. From the moment it happens, she's like, this is fucking mental. And her whole goal is to escape um, and persuade her outie uh, to resign. <laughs> Yeah. and there's a reason we'll get onto in a minute why that is never going to happen but um, she goes as far as trying to kill herself doesn't she Gareth it literally kill herself to kill her outie essentially which I thought yeah. was fucking like really powerful messaging about what this is to these people if you, you know I was thinking like some people would just wake up and on that table like you mentioned and go oh yeah okay this is fucking weird but that's what it is. But she is so defiant. Uh, and there would, there would be people that would just be like, fuck this, I'll top myself. I'd rather kill myself. Fuck you for doing this to me. Do you know what I mean? It's strong stuff. One thing that I think that I sort of thought about is the innies are kind of the the purer version of that person. Like it's yeah. more kind of the untainted, the unspoiled version. Um and so, like, Heli's kind of down-to-earth defiance and, like, sense of justice is, like, a really, 
Like that's an inherent sense of justice that she as a person obviously has. But her outie has clearly lost that purity because of who she is. Like, um, mm. you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk talk more about it, but obviously yeah. because she is um, part of the... the she's one of the Egans. Yes, the, the cult. founder family. <laughs> the, mm. Yeah, the cult. Um, which is obviously influenced who she is as a person as an outie but you know that like deep down the real her is more like the innie Mm. and that's a really interesting concept as well no it is Um, is, yeah but yeah that suicide thing is pretty mad because she hangs herself passes out and then her innie would wake up after she's been to the hospital and kind of recovered yeah and and then and then she's in, and so those she passes out, and then the lift doors open. She's back at fucking right, work. Back at work. Right, go and do some numbers, please. Yeah, that's a good point, Gareth. The numbers. Um, so macro data refinement is the department mm. which you know Mark Helly, um, Irving, and oh fuck, what's his name? Dylan. Dylan, who's also who's awesome. Uh, Love Dylan. Do those four characters uh, work in? They're overseen by Mister Milicek. Um, who is a fucking creepy dude like wow he is so creepy man like it's just crazy um and then yeah. they're overseen by a manager called miss uh cobell and um basically it all takes place in these you know liminal corridors and just never-ending passageways that lead to different de- that lead to different departments um but the mdr department like their job is to isolate numbers that they see as scary and then put them yeah. in a box and they have quotas to do that like every quarter like a salesperson would right like you have to hit target they have to find a certain amount of scary numbers in a huge sequence <laughs> of numbers yeah he's just it's fucking like, yeah. bizarre but yeah you know it's just brilliant like something like that it's just like that's a mystery you know these are the mystery things i'm talking about i mean we can talk about the numbers now i mean like what do you what do you think about the numbers what do you think they're doing down there because lumen the whole skew of the show is like i think there's two questions i think there's like is severance something that's needed or good or is there, mm. are there any benefits to it that are actually ethically okay? Or and the second question is, what is what is Lumen up to? Like, what is this company like? It feels very much like a big corporation where you just don't know what's going on down there, and that's why they have a severed floor, you know, so that so their secrets don't escape. Yeah. People can't talk I, about what they're doing. I really like this idea of them identifying scary numbers yeah like because it sort of reminds me of things that we've we've spoken about a little bit in terms of like horror and what like fear Mm. is and what it should be and you know the the idea that a collection of numbers could be scary Mm. i kind of love that because like anything can be scary and this is what sort of too too many horror film makers don't understand is like they think things the only thing that's scary is stuff that is dark and then jumps at you or it's quiet and then there's a big bang but like 
real horror, real fear kind of just taps into your subconscious. And you don't necessarily know why it's creepy. And I'll tell you what, a really good example of that is is liminal spaces. Mm. Liminal spaces are creepy as fuck, but you don't know why they're creepy. Yeah. Um, you, you can't really say. And it's like it taps into this kind of nostalgic part of your brain or something. And that's why I, I love that concept with these mm. numbers is that, well, how can numbers be scary? But but they can to the right person, like anything can be. Yeah. And it's just, it's it's bypassing any obvious mm. fear and just, just going straight into your fear lobe, yeah. which is definitely a part of the brain. I sure. think there's obviously something at play with the, with what who is in macro data refinement and why they are there. And I don't know what it is yet. Here's some theories for you for lovely listeners and uh, for uh, Gareth from uh, Reddit about what MDR are doing. Um, some people have said that the MDR, when they are choosing these scary numbers and binning them, that is actually them binning individual memories um, from their outies mm. to maintain this severed lifestyle lifestyle amongst all of the okay. severed personnel. Issue with that Go on. as a theory. Go on. What's the point? Like what? So their job is to come in uh, and get yeah. rid of memories so yeah. that they don't remember what they're doing at work. No. Nope. But what they're doing but at it's work not is just them. Their memories. But it's not just them. It's all severed people because we know throughout okay, the show that got severed got people yep. can be unsevered just with the click of a button. Like I withdraw my yeah. objection. So what they're doing is actually keeping like resurgent memories at bay. If you get what yep. I mean, and any any danger of this severed lifestyle crossing over at bay, which I thought was pretty interesting and plays into the fear factor. That's why those numbers seem odd to the people who are severed because the numbers are so like alien to them like the alien memories i thought that was very interesting um Hmm. so you know that's just a little theory for you gareth and lovely listeners um don't mind that lumen as a whole though like obviously founded by lumen is kind of like apple it seems to me but like a really fucked up apple um that's just got this whole <laughs> subculture of cult behind it. Like if Steve Jobs' family was like a like lineage was like quite culty. Mm-hmm. Because the Egans are essentially they have their own sort of beliefs and principles and scripture that seems like a Bible and the Egans date back yeah. hundreds of years to like sort of what seems like colonial times. Um and the sort of teachings of Kia have been passed down, Kia Egan who is like the the one who started this whole thing. And the, well, there's a whole town named after him as well. Yes. Um, and the innies are sort of even, you know, taught that this is why they do everything, to follow the scripture, to follow the the laws, to follow Kia's teachings. Um, and the way I see it is like the Egan family are like this super powerful entrepreneurial family but one that's just had history throughout the decade, throughout the you know centuries. Um, and that sort of plays into this whole fucking weird culty situation that is going on at Lumen for these people yeah. who literally just work their nine to five and that is their whole life. You know, the way that the departments are split up, um, which they seems like it's like a 10 minute walk to get to the next department and they're all isolated. All the departments are like isolated from each other. Um, you've got things like, 
the melon party uh, where just <laughs> yeah. for some reason, if they do well, melon is brought in and they all get to eat some melon. But for them, this is like a treat. This is like, oh, this is normal. This is like what treats must be like in the outside world. They have um, the the DME, the dance music experience, or the MTE. Oh, that, I mean, that's <laughs> fucking mental. So if, that is insane. If they, if one person does really well at something, they get to play a record of their choice and have a disco uh, in these weird liminal spaces. It's just fucking that sequence blew my mind i was like this is amazing um because my brain was just like what is going on here uh they also have a waffle party which is uh you know uh, the high, the <laughs> highest i believe the highest reward anyone can receive which starts off quite um nicely tame they get they, they get some waffles if they meet their quarterly you know if they meet their numbers but then um they retire to a replica of Kia Egan's bed and um, sort of sexy dancers come oh, in. Oh, you think they're sexy? Do well, you? Some, some are, yeah. Well, because they're weird, creepy masks on. So yeah, but they're wearing... Strange that you think that's sexy. Yeah, they're wearing giant paper mache masks of previous Egan's, I think. It's just I fucking so. bizarre. Um, it's terrifying. But, but this is what happens. You've got this cult that is created within the severed floor of Lumen. And it blows my mind because these people just leave and then they don't know what's going on down there. But down there, there's just this whole fucked up world that's going on. That is why the show's amazing. Um, Gareth, what did you think about, and this is something that I thought was very nice. So so um, Mark works with Heliar, Irving and Dylan. 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 Uh, who loves a waffle Write his name down if he, you need to. He bloody loves a waffle party, he does. Um, but I thought John Turturro's character of Irving and Christopher Walken's character of Bert, who is someone else who works on the seventh floor but in a different department, actually showed, actually showed me something that I hadn't seen on television before, which was an, an elderly... Uh, an elderly, 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 elderly. You make up words. Make up words. Never see it. Yes. Yeah, it's true. A sort of elderly um, same-sex romance between the two of them. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen that before, Gareth. It was very sweet, very touching, um, and kind of took me aback. It's amazing to me that these actors uh, have, you know, I've seen them in so many different things, but I feel like this is just a whole new role for the both of them. And I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was such a sweet story amongst this chaos and anarchy and cultism that's going on down there. Well, it, it was lovely. It was, it was really, you're, it was really sweet. You're right. Mm. Um, but also Irving, John Totoro's character is like, yeah, ultimate company man. Yes. Like he's bought into this hook line and the sink. Kia. The Kia philosophy, yeah, but mm. he like he fully believes in the mission, yeah, um, yep, and and I guess that you know without wanting to be too cynical about it, this this romance allowed him to have the the motivation to turn on that, yeah, you know? um, so it. I guess it what what's great is that it was a, it was really touching it was it was really sweet it also served a massive narrative purpose because mm. when Bert 
is leaving, yep. that's what drives Irving to yeah, go. That was right. really sad. That was Let's really sad. Let's burn this place to the ground. Yeah, I love that. Says. I love that turn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's quite a turnaround from from him who, um, you know, he's constantly quoting the scripture, isn't he? And um, if they do anything out of place, like, oh, those pictures shouldn't have been removed. We have to wait until the new ones arrive. <laughs> then we get rid of them. I was like, can you stop talking about the pictures? Mate? He kept bringing it up every five seconds. Yeah, he I was kept like, bringing yeah. it up. <laughs> it was quite well, funny. I have just uh, double checked the picture um, rules. Uh, and yeah. it is important that we do keep them until the new pictures are ready. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is it's good. Let's talk about the, uh, I think the hugest. The hugest? Hugest. Another word. Uh, the biggest reveal of the season, which is that Mark is, you know, he chose to be severed. He's actually just quite, uh, he's very depressed. He's going through a lot of grief. You can see that. You reckon that's huger than any other reveal, do you? No, it's coming. The, the reveal is coming. Um, he's a very depressed person because of his wife's death. And he has trouble dating on the outside world because he can't, you know, can't obviously get over his, his wife, which is absolutely understandable. And they beautifully do it actually like show him ripping up a picture to this woman that he's seeing say look i don't even i don't even need to think about her and you've never seen a picture of this woman and then he pieces it back together and you see it is someone he works with on the severed floor uh actually this miss casey casey and that was like just a complete mind fuck i was like holy shit um you know, uh, she's this very stoic, very sort of robotic, I would say, android-like. Robotic. Yeah. yeah. Um, psychologist who yeah. who is just kind of a side character. But then suddenly you start seeing things, you know, like between them and you're like, okay, this is interesting. And it kind of plays into the idea that maybe this is some kind of fucked up experiment. Like, what the fuck is she doing down there? She died in a car crash, apparently. But yet yeah. she's on something called the testing floor. And they bring her up to be a counsellor on the severed floor. Her severed personality is a counsellor. So the real Gemma, his wife, is on the testing floor. At the same time, so- at the same time. Irving is painting. Irving's outie is painting the lift to the testing floor. Yeah. So why? This... I can't think. I can't think why that is. Is has he come from the testing floor? Well, we know that Irving is his outie. We found out that he's an ex-army person, and he's investigating yes. actively investigating all members who are severed. Right, the staff members. Um apparently there's a theory going around that he's like a mole on the severed floor and he's repeatedly painting uh the testing because he just does that that's all he does gareth he just paints the fucking testing floor elevator and it's that idea of he's trying to do it to brainwash his innie to go and find it and if you remember irving throughout the show keeps seeing black paint drip like everywhere so it is seeping, pardon the pun, uh, the paint is literally seeping into his memory, like his in his subconscious to say, like, go investigate this floor. They are doing things to people. Lumen is doing things to people on this floor. And so the here's th- a question. Yeah, for go me. on, go on, go on, shoot. Um, so, you know, before we started recording, I did. Yeah. I said to you, I hope you've got some theories for me because I haven't read any and I, and I need them. 
Yeah. Just going back to Gemma slash Miss Casey. Yeah. What's What do we think? Do we think she did die in a car crash mm. and then she's been like revived into this robotic Miss Casey form? Or did she not die at all? And this is like a conspiracy cover up because mm. they, they, they took her or something. You there, know what I mean? There's a couple of theories out there. One is that she is literally a robot. Um, which is quite actually a popular theory at the moment within the community. Um, the, I mean, to be honest with you, Gareth, I don't want to go there. I think the Westworld thing's done and dusted. Let's just sack that yeah, off. Yeah, I don't, want that. I don't um, want that. The other one is that she was actually, like like you said, sort of pronounced dead, uh, maybe comatosed, um, and Lumen saw an opportunity, and they're actually operating on comatosed individuals to see if they can be repurposed as severed mm. so once again playing into this slave sort of situation slave worker they see these people as brain dead but they think if their consciousness if they can sever them even when they're comatosed and then send them up to the severed floor where the machine turns them on the severed personalities they might have a second life and be able to be used how fucked up is that that's fucked up <laughs> It's fucked, fucked up. Up. it's fucked up. Also, I want one of those sessions with Miss Casey. Yeah. I want her to tell session. me my, my outie yeah. is kind to all animals. Mm, that'd be nice. Um, Your outie once helped a lady with her shopping bag. <laughs> it's just bizarre, <laughs> but I love it. Um, it's so weird. It's so just weird. The, I love the arbitrary like random nature of the of the mm. feedback it's like and, and such a range of things it's so good um that's just another weird thing that this show does excellently it's just world building mm. it's just world building but in the most bizarre uh, creepy way um but obviously that last episode centers around all four of the mdr department working together um, unsevering with the emergency unsevering procedure that Dylan is able to enact within Lumen, uh, whilst the other three, Irving, Heliar, and Mark, get to essentially for the first time as their innies become innies in the outside world. They overtake yeah. the personality of the outie when the outie is like on a weekend or after work or something. Uh, Mark's at a party of his sister and uh, brother in law, his book reading. Um, Heliar finds out that she is in fact an Egan, one of the most prominent Egans. So she is, she's actually severed herself to essentially promote severance as a thing that shouldn't just happen in the workplace, but something that should happen uh, if women want to forget having labour. They just sever themselves for a, you know a day, or if um, people want to. What if we wanted to forget labour? Because mm. Yeah, it was it was an experience, but nothing that like our partners went through, Gareth. So, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it they brings, got hormones. They've got yeah. hormones. So there's this whole thing with her. Like the big reveal is that's why she is so important to everyone because she's actually like she's like the Steve Jobs character, <laughs> you know, who has put herself in her company and severed herself to then be a publicity stunt to convince the world or at least America, as far as we understand it, that severance should not just be in the workplace, but is actually integral to the evolution of humankind. Fuck me. That's some heavy stuff. Um, and obviously before the switch gets turned off and they have to, you know, 
Dylan gets wrestled to the ground by Mr. Milicek, Mark is able to see that his wife was Miss Casey slash Gemma. And he's able to scream out, she's alive to his sister Mm -hmm. just before the switch gets flipped. And that is how the season ends. And wow, it, it was, it was amazing. I was left with like, I was like, I know you're going to end the episode here, you fuckers. Well done. Mm. <laughs> I thought, I thought, I thought it was they were going to take the easy route mm. and, and yes, not let him see before it before he's he he said anything. Yeah, or or before he saw it. Mm. Um, and I was really pleased that they didn't go there. Oh yeah, it's a shame that he didn't say. Gemma's alive or something. No, but... I think she's alive. He's holding the picture as he says it. Yeah, okay. He's running yeah. down the hallway. Yeah, that's, that's enough, isn't it? That's yeah, she'll, just, she'll, um, she'll say, what have you got there, the picture? And it'll be of Gemma. And mm. that just gives them such impetus for season two now that I'm like... Oh, so good. I feel like this show probably has only got a shelf life of three seasons. It feels like that uh, would, any longer would be too much for me. Maybe hundred percent. Yeah, the, you 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 bringing up Lost, I think, is a is an excellent comparison because it, if they if they went down the Lost route, it would mm. lose its it would lose its potency. Way. Um, yeah. it'd lose its potency. Yeah. They'd they'd start bringing in new well, mysteries that, that haven't been pre planned. That's why Leftovers was good, Gareth, because it was three seasons and they were sometimes eight episodes, seven episodes, and. It, it just felt right like to end it where it so, did i think ben stiller said they wanted to do this in a a tight window like mm. they don't want it they don't Dragon want it off. rambling onwards mm. um so um I, I reckon there's a chance it might even just be a two season i would i would sure. i would i would totally be fine with that because i think the moment like even now and this is just a discussion you know spoiler wise I don't know how they can keep those people going to work. I understand there's a mutual benefit to it. Like they want to find out what Lumen are doing and the people inside want to bring Lumen down for some reason that they don't know yet. Um, So there is a reason to keep doing it, but there has to be a point where this mega powerful corporation is just like, we can just kill these people. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? It's so sinister already that... I, I, everyone is at, at risk here, apart from Heliar, who is obviously, you know, God tier protected. Mm. Apart from from against herself. herself, exactly, which is quite a powerful message in its own right, isn't it? Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, is there anything else you want to bring up, Gareth? I think it's a difficult one because I, I, we could sit here talking about it for days about what Lumen are doing and what stuff's going on. But I just think. Like I said, we're never going to find out some of that stuff. I, I Obviously, they're into some, like we've already talked about, the comatose, um, which is a, a theory, the comatose experiments and the idea mm. of preserving um, memories and stuff like that. And maybe immortality is a, game, uh, is a goal for the Egan family. You know what I mean? Passing on consciousness, which is another Black Mirror type of uh, concept. Is there anything you want to bring up? Um. No, I mean, uh, just I want a music dance experience. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what happened. If we make our quarterly download quota <laughs> for the podcast, yeah. all right? So, listener, this is on you, all right? If we hit a certain amount of downloads, all right, 
which I will know what the target is, we will have a live music dance experience on one of the 60 minute episodes where we will get Gareth will get to choose a record of his choice and we will post it on Patreon with strobe lights Hmm. um, and we'll have a bloody great time dancing around to that one song I want you know what is it like restrained jazz or whatever it's called oh my god that that was amazing (laughs) That was just amazing. So good. And also, and Mr. Milchick. How good is he? It. How good is he dancing? Fuck me. He was Excellent unbelievable. Dancer. I Fantastic. was like, but his, his smile when he's doing it is so creepy, bro. I was like, oh, this yeah. is crazy. Anyway, that's, the, that's um, the goal. So, listeners, you've heard it here first. If we make this well, next course I mean, download. knows anything. You haven't given a, anyone a number here. You there's can, no numbers. I know the numbers. Yeah, it, was, it was 7 million. So, we 7 didn't million would be very nice, Gareth. That would be very nice. Um, no, I will. Uh, I will just we'll announce it on the 60 minutes, right? Probably around okay. July. So don't forget. Anyway, thanks, Gareth. Uh, thank you for your participation. I'm going to send... Okay, I'm going to go and switch off now. Mm, I'm, no, I'm actually sending you off to a wellness session um, right now, which is something you really need. I feel like you really need that to hit court, to hit your quarterly mark um, and get can, your Can you MD. give me any, any sort of spoilers, any information that I might hear in my wellness session um, about my outie? Uh, you'll hear about how uh, your Audi supports a terrible football club. Uh, your Audi, um, <laughs> your Audi uh, gets hung, up, gets hung over on a frequent basis. Your Audi mm. can't handle his alcohol, right now, for example. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. right. Um, yeah. Anyway, you'll hear things like that. But thank you Excellent. for joining joining us. Um, Unsev yourself and go see John, and that's a lovely day for everyone, isn't it? Um, thank you lovely listeners and if you did stick with us throughout the spoiler section um, still go watch it well done for watching well done for watching uh, yeah if you've seen it like fuck me you're a genius and you're in line with our thinking <laughs> if you haven't seen yeah. it go watch it okay alright thanks guys you, you too will be a genius so. that's right um, thanks guys we'll, uh, we'll catch you on the next one and for us as severed individuals we just podcast in like Gaz said constantly so when i hit stop when i hit stop i'm just going to hit the next thing i remember is going to be hitting start for the review of the northman so see you there bye Bye. (laughs) hey kids what's for dinner